0: To Inside the Huddle, sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. Here is your host, Jay Foreman.
1: We're back inside the huddle. Jay Foreman, uh, down here live at 1040 O Street, Harrison to my right. Good soldier over there getting up early in the morning, battling the uh, sleep elements like always um the heisman was last night man it was uh wasn't as much hype but they had i think they had really the four best players now you could you know there's always exception to the rule but they had Jaden daniels uh marvin harrison jr bo nicks and michael Penix jr and you know to be honest with you with uh caleb williams winning it you know the pac-12 had a really good quarterback class really good year for the last year of the pac-12 and obviously Bo Nix uh, from Oregon and Michael Penix Jr. Um, really showed out this year. And then you have Jaden Daniels, uh, who was, at, you know, really burst on the scene at Arizona State, transferred from Arizona State to LSU uh, when Brian Kelly took over. Kind of his first year was a little bit of up and down. But really, the the thing that's funny, and this is a good story for high school athletes, and college athletes trying to make it you know when you leave and how people treat you when you leave is something that can motivate you and you never forget so it's and i get it his teammates were mad he transferred i get it but arizona state was facing some potential ncaa violations and he had an opportunity to better himself and who knows the dynamics of it right but you know they took everything out of his locker Posted on the internet, he, you know, he sucks anyways, and da, da 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 And then he goes to LSU under Brian Kelly his first year, so-so. Does some, does some good things. Uh, Bursts on the scene late in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, he really was, a, a, it was almost like he was a, like Bo Jackson on Tecmo Bowl. He was Lamar, Lamar Jack, Jackson-esque. You know, generally, when you win the Heisman, your team has to be, you know, up in the top 10. And that's where you think, like a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. Or you would also assume that Michael Penix Jr. Would win it, mm-hmm. um, but Jaden Daniels was able to win it. Uh, it was a pretty, cl- it was close, but not too close. And yeah,
0: it says it was closest since 2018. Right, uh, he won it with 503. Michael Penix Jr. Was 292.
1: Right, so that was close, but not that still about close. 100 votes yeah. off. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of votes too. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, he's. Uh, he had, a, he had a legendary year, um, lost a few, few games, but it wasn't on you know of, of his doing. The defense of LSU that everybody thought was going to be really stellar this year really didn't play up to the standard uh, that they had been playing. And that Florida State game really shows some chinks in the LSU defense's uh, armor. You know, the one thing that I think that people don't realize, and this is reference to Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix, when you have two players from the same, same conference, They Cannibalize each other, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're in the same. So, if only Michael Penix was there, whoever those, if even if three quarters of those votes goes to Michael Penix, and if Bo Nix isn't isn't in the mix, then he potentially wins it, vice versa. So, they you, I kind of knew that they weren't going to win it, but I felt like Michael Penix had a you know a fighter's chance considering that his team's undefeated in the college football playoffs. He's been putting up stupid numbers. Mm-hmm. He had two kind of so-so games. Two, and this is also which you also have to be wary of. Whereas USC is a blue blood, Washington is a good program. I wouldn't call them a blue blood. Is those stupid nine o'clock Friday night Pac 12 games. Now I'm sure they're gonna be excited that the you know Big Ten's not gonna do it. But those games, people already turn off. Yeah, and, it's late. And it's late. And you're not getting a lot of voters to watch it. LSU plays in the prime time. They're playing, you know, down south, east coast. So that's where a lot of the voters are. So Jaden Daniels was able to do it. And then Marvin Harrison was pulling up the uh, the, the last leg on the four by one. Um, probably is obviously the, the the best player, I think, in college football. He's a professional. Talking about Marvin Harrison. Yeah, Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. is easily the best player. It's almost like too easy for him. You wonder how motivated he can be because he's just out there just like, all right, all right, all right man, I have 100 yards. and. You know, five catches didn't, you know.
0: It does make me interested in Colin McCord a little more. I know, like, there's a chance if he does land here in Nebraska, you know, what does that look like without the number one receiver in the country, a guy that was getting open at will?
1: Yeah, well, if you listen to Urban Meyer and if you listen to quarterbacks, those two interceptions against Michigan weren't his fault. And he didn't have, it took a while for Ohio State to get healthy. Mm hmm. Marvin Harrison missed a couple games. Fleming, you know, um, what's the Ojigba? Is it Ojigba? Yeah, Ojigba was hurt. And And then uh, Trayvon Henderson was in and out of the lineup, Uh, and so they they didn't have their full roster of game one to game twelve, and so he was able to make do with some some guys that you know had to you know come along the the learning process with them. So. You know, it's just they got to evaluate and then they got to be able to match, you know, back to, you know, Nebraska match it to whatever he can do. But as far as Marvin Harrison goes, Junior goes, um, you know, he's he, quite frankly, he's got the biggest decision of his life coming up here in the next couple of weeks.
0: He'd look good in the Bears jersey. You think so? hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what? Are they the number one pick?
0: Uh, yeah, they'll have the number one and number two as of right now. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think they? Do you think the Bears draft a quarterback? I think they do. I think they take Kip Williams. If I'm if I'm the Bears, I'm not taking it. But I think they do. I think they reset. They buy time. It's not my quarterback. well. If they go with Fields, they have a guy, cuts down on the clock. You get your quarterback. You buy yourself a little bit of
1: time. And you're and you're that another year closer to a renewal of the contract. Yep. Man, oh, I guess you could if you if you get your quarterback, get your receiver. You always feel like you can free you 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 spend a lot of money in free agency on your defense. I can see that, especially with a new coach. Mm-hmm. Now the big question: Are you a Bears fan? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. So we'll just get a little bit off off kilter here, okay? You're the owner of the Bears. Mm-hmm. You're coming down. And you're in and your you're sitting with the GM, right? Mm-hmm. You're Kevin. You're Kevin Warren. You guys you make the decision to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May or a quarterback number one. And Marvin Harrison Jr. So you got your future, right? Finally, supposedly. Because the Bears have never really had a really good quarterback or receiver. No. It's the weirdest thing. You know, people say Willie Gall, Curtis Conway. I would give you Curtis Conway. Okay. Um, quarterback, no. <laughs> right? I mean, I, this is no. No, no that's no, facts. You ask a Bears fan, yeah. who's the
0: best? It's usually pretty wide eyed. Jim, wide-eyed Jim
1: McMahon, but that mm-hmm. was, he was never healthy. Let me ask you this, Harrison. Slash Kevin Warren, after you do the draft, mm-hmm. do you fire your GM because he's been under he's been under a lot of heat as well? Yeah, because now do you fire him because you want a new GM, but he drafted him and a new coach, or do you put the GM say okay we're gonna go out and hire the coach or not? Because if you hire a new coach, he's kind of tied to the GM. Mm-hmm. You keep the GM, you and you hire a new coach. You keep you, you, you're in bed with him
0: i get a new g i'm gonna be like let's go take a trip down to michigan i know a guy we're looking at we're trying
1: to grab jim <laughs> like, do, you th- do you think kevin warren can can put aside all, all the personal stuff to get to get jim harbaugh he better like if i'm kevin warren yeah i'm putting it aside like i
0: you need to new coaching staff i would keep fields but
1: okay well let's okay let's just peel it can't back. keep you okay so if you're kevin warren mm-hmm you fire the GM. Yes. For, you got to fire him first. He's gone. Right. And the coach. Mm-hmm. And then you're hiring the GM with the assumption that you're drafting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have the one and no, number one and number two pick, most likely. Worst yep. case, what, one and three? Yep. Okay, so you're picking... Whoever you want. Now you could always if you lose Marvin Harrison at the number two pick, you could get an offensive lineman, which the Bears obviously always need, right? Yep. Or you could trade out of it. You could do a ton of stuff. Where we, where where what where, where would you where would you send Justin Fields? Someone's gonna want to fly around him.
0: I would love to keep Fields personally. But I know if you if you're gonna go down that route, they're gonna want another quarterback.
1: What do you think? Would you keep Fields? I would. I think Justin Fields could be if you get a good coach. And and to be frank, if you got Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. and see you gotta think Jim Harbaugh has more intel on Justin Fields than anybody because he's played against him, mm-hmm. coached oh. against him. If you if you get a good coach like Jim Harbaugh, a legit coach that's kind of coached a Justin Fields esque, right? And I would and I would tell you this. I will tell you Justin Fields is a ten times better quarterback and more potential than Colin Kaepernick. He's on, And he's probably on the level of, like, Alex Smith, even though Alex Smith was a little bit more polished, right? He gives you more of a run threat. He can get out there on the edges. You can do everything that they had done to be successful. And he has a good arm. And he wants to be good. If I'm hiring Jim Harbaugh, I'm giving him the choice to keep Fields because he's the head coach. Yeah. Slash GM. Mm-hmm. The GM there is just going to be a name, name, image, and likeness, <laughs> pretty much. You know what I'm saying? So... I would keep Justin Fields, and then I would get Marvin Harrison Jr. I get
0: a blue chip lineman as well,
1: and I would get a blue chip lineman. Yeah, like it or just di- saved or, me a pick. or or if there's a blue chip a defensive player, yeah. I would trade down and maybe get three fir- two first round picks out of the one of the top. If I got Marvin Harrison Jr. and I need to trade at number three, and somebody has two first round picks, I'm getting a, a lineman and a defensive lineman. I'm building my team,
0: which is what they need to do because that's the thing. It's like everyone's like, oh man, they just can't. It's not, but they're putting up points. Right, like offensively, yeah, it could be better, but that's not the issue. Is they're giving up 30 points a game. Right, you need to
1: build that defense back up Mm -hmm. to from when they pretty much jettisoned everybody. I need more out of Eddie Jackson. You got a really good corner. You spent a ton of money um, on Edwards as the linebacker, Um, and Edmonds, Edwards and Edmonds. Mm -hmm. Um, They've played so so. So I'm putting the pressure on them to play well. Um, I think their defensive line is decent. Now you need to get a pass rusher. And that's what you could get out of the, out of the draft or trade for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, legit pass rusher. So I think it's going to be crucial to what the Bears do. But now we, we got off a little bit of a tangent. But now I know that you're a Bears fan, man. I know I got to give you a hug every once in a while because watch the Bears. Right?
0: When, they, when they hold the future in their hands, they don't always make the right decisions. No, they So don't. it's going to be interesting to see what happens here.
1: Who do you think the Bears' worst draft pick is in, in, in your history of being a Bears fan?
0: Oh, man. Pick any of the quarterbacks. Any of the quarterbacks flamed out. Rex Grossman. Flamed out. He
1: was all right. He got you the Super Bowl.
0: (laughs) Rex Grossman. Whatever was that? Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. I mean, he's such a weird one because he actually, for one point in time, Jay Cutler, they looked pretty good. You know, they're they're playing the Packers for the NFC North and it's like, oh, we got a guy here. Uh, And then the whole thing just flamed. Let
1: me ask you this. Did you really believe Jay Cutler was hurt?
0: When I was watching, like, yeah, I was a Jay Cutler guy.
1: No, but did you really think he was hurt that game and then
0: When the backup came in and they lost? I at first I well, thought no, when he was the backup
1: hurt. came in and they won, right? No, they lost it, to the Packers. Are we
0: talking about the NFC North game?
1: Where the Packer the When against? when he when he had that kind of fictitious hamstring injury, the backup came in and played well, and then he played the next week. Isn't that what happened?
0: I think we might be thinking about different games. I'm thinking about the where he goes hurt, Packers come back and win the NFC North. But I always yeah. believe Jay Cutler and toward, towards the very end there. I really stopped believing him because, yeah. yeah, it was fictitious.
1: Yeah, I think it, it was something. Uh, he
0: just simply didn't want to go back in. Yeah. He was done. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> like, was that was clear.
1: Well, he was done because they were losing bad, and then mm-hmm. the backup came in and got him back in, and then I think they lost at the very end because isn't that when B.J. Raji had the interception to win the game? Remember Big, Big B.J. Raji from the uh, Packers came in, and he did the dance, the belly rub dance? But anyways, yeah. Um, little bit of a tangent there with uh, Harrison. At the- <laughs> Harrison is a Bears fan. Listen, Bears fan, I understand, man. I was a Buffalo Bill alumni, and you didn't make the playoffs for 15 years. It was a sore subject, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the last time I think we were there. You a- might even
0: have more painful history with the Bills getting – because, like, you you were, like, right there.
1: You yeah, can at least M- see it. Music City Miracle. Mm-hmm. I, saw the, I saw it in live action. I, that's a nightmare, man. <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel you, though. If you if you let me ask you this, we'll get back to college football. Michigan first versus Alabama. Who are you picking?
0: Michigan versus Alabama. Give me Michigan. Michigan takes Texas down either. the SEC. Alabama. What
1: about Texas and Washington?
0: Give me Michigan, or excuse me, Texas Washington. I think Texas wins that one. Well, I'll be curious to see what that West Coast style does. If te- but Texas looks like a team that can. Just can count out physical you and bull you. And they got enough speed on the outside where they might be able to keep Penix Jr. in check.
1: Okay, so now the national championship is Texas and, and Michigan.
0: And I'm going Michigan. I think this is the year Michigan pulls it out. I think top to bottom, they've been consistently Damn, the best.
1: Damn. Harrison, do you know how insufferable college football would be if either one of them schools wins? It would be horrible. Yes. I don't even know uh, if I'd like college football. If Texas wins, it sucks. That's if, the one I really don't want. If That's Michigan, the one if Michigan wins, happen. it it sucks
0: as well. Ideally, we get Alabama versus Washington. Washington wins it all. That'd be my ideal.
1: That would be great. Mm-hmm. But if either one of them two teams wins, <laughs> it's gonna be a horrible off season. And I don't. I, I'm struggling with who if they do get in because I think you're probably right. Right. Mm-hmm. Is Michigan Texas is who I want to win. And as much as I hate Texas, part of me is like, yeah, I want Texas to win. I hate Michigan.
0: It was a tough spot watching the Big Ten championship with Iowa and Michigan. I hate both those teams. Yeah. you knew Michigan was gonna win. It was it was boring to watch. I was
1: fine for I was fine with mm-hmm. them beating up on Iowa, just because it's just it's Iowa. Iowa, right? Game didn't really. But I just much. hate Michigan though, mm-hmm. and and hate Michigan because they split with us in '97. They weren't even close as good as us, but you know they were undefeated, so you know that's fine. And I've always hated Michigan players. And it's funny, one of my high school teammates played at Michigan. I like him, but I hate the players. Now, granted, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. But some of the linemen and stuff like that, I always hated Michigan. Um, you know, in the Big Ten, we've interviewed some of their, like, media personalities and stuff like that. It's, probably, it's not – they think the world re- revolves up there in Ann Arbor. Um, they definitely have a elitist type of mentality, you know. Mm-hmm. So that makes me not like them as much. But then you got Texas – and it's just Texas. Just everything Texas does, man, is just they think they. Think, I'm here's the one thing I learned, Harrison. I'll never forget when I got traded from Buffalo to Houston. I never really spent a lot of time in Texas. I always heard, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. you heard about it. I mean, the only time we ever, I think we played down there, and that was at your in and out. The one thing I realized, and I, I had a great time in Houston. I still have a lot of lifelong friends in Houston. I love the city of Houston. I like Texas as well, you know, as far as to live. But the people that are like homegrown Texas, the true like Texans, the them big old fifty gallon cowboy hats and stuff, they really think that they could be their own country. They really think the like the United States was is built around Texas. Yeah, they and have I never their own it,
0: power grid. They'll talk about that a lot. Right, and we got our power grid. We could always yeah. They, they, they could really survive on things. their own. They, you <laughs> could batten
1: down the hatches, and they could do their thing. Mm-hmm. And. Um, that's how I think pours into the University of Texas. And so it's just uh it's a different mentality, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. They you know, they play here pretty soon. But uh, you know, look if I like I said it before we go to break, if I'm a Nebraska player, that that inspires me, right? Um, you know, even even on a smaller scale, we beat um we know, we should have beat, you know, two or three other bowl teams, but we beat Northwestern who had a really good year this year. Uh we beat Illinois. So you're not too far off, but you are you know, you're, you're so close, but yet so far.
0: Yeah, no, I and can't, I can't take that anymore, right? Like, we just saw
1: Northwestern. Right. There's no, like... With a hazing incident.
0: Yeah, and they won... Was it seven games they finished out the season with? Yeah. Like seven wins? Yeah. Like, I'm not buying the time It's like time they woke up after anymore. we beat them. Yeah, I'm not buying the time thing anymore. Like, I get it. It's tough. Yeah. You should have found a way to get to six. You had four yeah. games left to do it. I'm going to trust Matt Rule. I'm not saying he's not the guy, but... Yeah. I'm still not okay with not going bowling this year, especially no. watching Northwestern do it. Wisconsin gets to seven. Like
1: I would make, you know what I would do? I would make the team go in there and watch. Yeah. Have, I mean, granted they'll all be gone on Christmas break, but that's what would be in there like little iPads. Good morning, Merry Christmas. This is, I'm te- I'm watching to see if you watch this game. So that's what I would do, man. But we're gonna take a break, come back, put a bow on this, hand it over to uh, Pete Ferguson. Uh, This is Jay Foreman, Inside the Huddle, brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging. We'll be right back.